Podfix Network. And in three, two, one. Adam, are you ready to call this meeting to order? Dude, how long have you known me? Of course I'm ready to call this meeting to order, and so let it be called. Well, unfortunately, the world is still battling the dangerous coronavirus, COVID-19. Thank God we're not dealing with that in the premises. (laughs) That's exactly right. So that is not the case on our own campus. However, the rest of the world is. And there's going to be a few elements of today's meeting that are going to be COVID-related. Ah, well, I think it's important to talk about. Great. Okay. Well, let's begin, as we always do, and go over our top contributors list. Now, I am going to throw you another curveball right off the top, Adam. Dude, stop throwing curveballs. We are not going to do it the way we typically do it. We are going to do a countdown. We are going to do a countdown from 10 to 1. However, I'm using a different way of ranking people than we traditionally do. Is it by order of height? Yes. That's exactly yes. right. Yes. No, it's not in order of height. So Facebook has its own algorithm, obviously, for determining top contributors. We just pull we just pull the list off of Facebook, the one that they provide. And it's broken down loosely into posts and comments. And I don't think the people that make comments get enough recognition. We have certain members of our team who make a lot of comments. Right. And those comments are great contributions. And we're going to give a nod to our most frequent commenters. Yes. That's so crucial, dude. Crucial. Yep. So here we go. Counting down from 10 to 1. In the 10 spot is Casey Jones, our cheese bandit. Of course. Number 9 is Tiff Franks, the queen of the cafeteria. Uh, queen indeed number eight is leslie morgan yes number seven is a new name to the list and i'll explain more about this person later but that is karen harris oh rising star big time indeed number six is the very familiar bonnie chomo <laughs> classic a member of the chomo tribe course of which the, of which their numbers are many in our group and we're happy about that <laughs> <laughs> the, yes, Cho- the chomo tribe is flourishing in the gravity beard organization you could call them the chosen ones <laughs> <laughs> you can and you should <laughs> and now i will and here's our top five adam all right in the five spot speaking of the guy speaking of the tribe the one, the only, Elimination Paul. Elimination Paul. You know what? I got a text out of the blue the other day, Toph. And you know what that text read behind the name? I'll read you the three emojis and you can tell me exactly who I'm talking about. The emojis are crown, laptop, keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I know King of the Internet Paul Chomo is texting me. <laughs> Obviously, Elimination Paul. He, of course, the creator producer and co-host of Checking In With Chomo and, Adam, the award-winning Varmints podcast. Of course. Bravo. With his co-host, Donna Hume. Mm-hmm. In the fourth spot is Laura Thompson. Ugh, glory. In the three spot, our MVP, Keith Gala, of the Pop-Up Filmcast. 
Uh, Keith, classic, holding it down, top five all the time. Number two, Phil Rude, that illustrator guy, and, of course, our head of security for situations involving children and very small adults. Right, right. Super important, but man, he is freaking hilarious. Yes, he is. Okay, Adam, by the metric of comments, the number one spot belongs to Luke Umshide. Luke Umshide. <laughs> Cornveloped pork inside. <laughs> Cornveloped meat a pillar. <laughs> so there you go. Little ditty about Chris and Adam. <laughs> so great. All right. And I do want to recognize some other contributors in no particular order. Uh, Vlado from It's Not Rocket Surgery. Andrea Blucas, our groundskeeper. Brisky of Turn of Phrases, also the head of our theater department at the GBI Performance Park. Tom Coe of Jake and Tom Conquer the World. Carolyn Healy. Brad Cranford from my former college roommate fame. My sweet wife, Chelsea. Tori. John McKay of Catharsis. Right. <laughs> the great and recently returned Shampoo. Yes, queen. And Amy Jordan, the creator and host of the Yes But Why podcast and a veteran of the Austin, Texas comedy scene. What? Austin? I live in Austin, Tove. She's great. Very funny. Very talented. She teaches and performs comedy down in Austin, Texas. Dude, that is amazing. Okay, what a fantastic group. And on today's special shout out from Adam, I want to give a special shout out to Carolyn Healy. I did not realize how funny she was until this past week or two. And she is hilarious. Love her social media. Oh my goodness. She's funny. Yeah, she's so great. You should perform improv with her. It's amazing. Yeah, I can't even imagine that. Mind blow. Adam, I think you're aware of this, but we have a whole crop of new interns since our last meeting. They are great ones. Yes. So here they are. First is Andrew Wynn, who comes to us from Alyssa Wynn, who was responding to our challenge to Paul to invite more chomos. (laughs) Next, we have Ryan Street. Also from Alyssa Wynn. Then we have the aforementioned Karen Harris, who was invited by Alan Hastings. Thank you, Alan. Super awesome. Welcome, Karen. Super awesome. Mm -hmm. Next, we have Austin Rude, son of Phil and Christy Rude. Wow. Are they old enough to be in the group? (laughs) Whether he is or isn't, he's in the group. (laughs) I'm pretty sure Austin is our youngest intern. Oh, that's awesome. Welcome. Now, Phil says he intends to challenge Paul for who adds the most family members. So... That effort is well underway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm very pleased about this edition. Tanner Brian Cawthon, the newborn son of Brisky Cawthon. Dude, that's the youngest intern, obviously. Oh, that's right. Of course. Sorry, Austin. You've been uh, upstaged by a baby. <laughs> yeah, no holds barred baby. Ousting. Now, Tanner was born back on April 6th. So that means he is almost, he's three days away from being one month old, Adam. Wow. Man, what a guy. What a guy. And finally, we have Drew Hallam, the co-host and creator of the Real Feels podcast and the Critstorm podcast. He was invited by Keith. Welcome one, welcome all. Welcome, welcome. Adam, let's celebrate our May birthdays. I would love to. First on the 12th, we have Dave Champa. On the 14th is the birthday of Carrie McGinnis. On the 16th is Ashley Meredith. Also on the 16th is Sam Culper. On the 17th is Brisky Cawthon. 
Also on the 17th is Drew Carson, the creator of Radio Haver. On the 22nd is Aaron McKenzie. The 29th is Chris Schneider. And on May the 30th is Kate Walinga of Ignorance Was Bliss. Dude, what a stellar group of people. Special shout out to Karen McGinnis. Longtime friend, longtime listener, all around badass, and soon to be doctor. So she is awesome. Yeah, happy birthday, everybody. Adam, it's time to announce the promotion we recently discussed. Let's do it. Let's get it out there. If you would do me a favor and please read the message from Lucy Bentley. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to. And I quote, I've been trying to think of a role in the office, and I think I may have found one. As I have a degree in basically gluing stuff back together, can I apply to be the mug fixer? If you break your coffee mug, I'll stick it back together for you. I'd like to combine my gluing skills with my enjoyment of jigsaw puzzles, too. End quote. Lucy Bentley, I'm assuming Adam will agree, but position granted, you are now our glue turn. This is a very valuable role, both literally and metaphorically, because every organization needs someone to be the glue. So let it be written. So let it be done. Congratulations to the new glue turn. This is this is big league. You know, I just like to point out that this is one of the most critical positions on campus because if I break my coffee mug, it's literal tears for me. I love, love coffee mugs. I think she's going to be, like I said, literally and metaphorically filling a very, very important position. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I, I hope that we get some uh, samples of her work pretty soon, although I hope we don't need it also. So it's kind of a catch 22, but it's <laughs> fine. But we know that if we do need her services, she'll be at the ready. Yeah. That's like having a first aid kit for your coffee mug. Ready to go. That is correct. All right, Adam. I've been anticipating this and looking forward to this announcement for a while now. All right. All right. What we're about to discuss is our biggest and most ambitious, at least on campus, not organization-wide, but our, our biggest and most ambitious facility upgrade to our campus ever. Super bold statement, dude. Super bold statement. Well, you and I were recently talking about what our campus might be missing, and each of us threw out a number of great ideas. One was the GBI Performance Park, which we announced mm-hmm. at last month's meeting. Yep. Beyond that, nothing we threw out really seemed that inspired. Mm-hmm. And then in a classic Adam and Toph moment, we simultaneously had a eureka moment. We both locked eyes, and you remember, we both yelled out, Safari! Safari. Yes! And as you know, a traditional safari would be great, but here at Gravity Beer, we like to take things to the next level. Stakes are raised. Stakes are raised. And so you and I are excited to announce to everyone at this very meeting plans for the GBI Safari of Mythical Creatures. Yes, dude, this is such a huge one. Adam, if you will do me a favor, and if you will read off the mythical creatures that will be included in our new safari. I would love to. Here is the list, and let me remind you that it is not fully comprehensive. It is largely inclusive. We will have more to come. Yeah, this is just what we're going to, the creatures we're going to include to kick things off. Yeah, opening day, here's the opening day list of attractions you can expect at the Safari Park. All right, let's start it off with Bigfoot, Nessie, Yeti, you know, the abominable snowman. Of course. The skunk ape, Kraken, 
from the Clash of the Titans. So if you if you need a reference, it's the one from Clash of the Titans. A basilisk, Medusa, Leprechaun, Krampus, which you know, of course, one of my favorites, Jackalope, and some Australian representation. And we have the Bunyip, the Yowie, and Drop Bear. We also have a griffin, dragon, some ligers, a satyr, a succubus, which is often kind of dicey, manticore, and the gorgons. Now, do you have a favorite on that list? I think mine might be manticore. Manticore is absolutely one of my favorites, along with the uh, kraken. Yeah, I agree. Krakens are great. (laughs) (laughs) You don't get to say that often, but they are. They're terrific. And then Wolfgang, who was recently promoted to Phil Root's understudy on our security team, Asked if we could include Dungeons and Dragons creatures. I think we should. We totally should. Yeah, I agree. And so he added this note. He said, I was almost killed by an owlbear recently during my current campaign. And so he wanted to know if we could add owlbear to the list. I said, of course. Owlbear is included. Yeah. And I think that uh, that... The owlbear, for sure. And then we also need to include the Demogorgon. Yes, I agree. Which which was there. And then Keith brings this note from HR. It says, werewolves are not on the list. In their human form, they may make for liability and lawsuits. So there will not be any werewolves. But we want people to enjoy it and not be a safety risk. Yeah, I mean, look, look at the problems we have with wellness geese. And they were geese. And they were supposed to be wellness geese. And that completely backfired. <laughs> Totally backfired. Well, as you know, Adam, we also need volunteers to be creature wranglers. 100%. We can't do this without them. No. And that will be the team that will look after the residents of our safari. She asked if she could ride a Pegasus while she works. Of course, we said yes. Of course. She nominated Paul and Tiff, Logical Editions. I suggested that we add Vanessa York and Elaine Stott, because both of them have extensive animal experience. Yep. Hal Robbins volunteered to be the wrangler in charge of angels. Granted. Yep. Carolyn Healy wanted to be a creature wrangler, and so did Wolfgang. And he's going to do this in addition to, of course, being Phil's understudy on the security team. Yeah. You know what? We ought to give him uh, a hippogriff to to ride around on. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You yeah. know, I think that would be a perfect a perfect fit, you know. I agree. So there you go, Wolfgang. Not only are you now a creature wrangler, but we're going to issue you a hippogriff. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, you can't, <laughs> you can't not have a hippogriff. No. <laughs> to even suggest that is ridiculous. It's absurd. <laughs> and, and quite frankly, Adam, I'm a little surprised I didn't think of it, but I'm glad that you did. One of us, that's, that's why we're such a good team. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And then Carolyn Healy came along. And so not only did she volunteer to be a creature wrangler, but she had this suggestion as an addition to the safari. Okay. She suggested the playground of wonder, but also significant responsibility. <laughs> yes, I can't wait for this edition, which of course is approved. <laughs> yeah, it was approved right away. Yeah. So the playground of wonder, but also significant responsibility will feature fairies and other similar creatures. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Uh, the fairies got to be you got to be careful. They're a little they're a little tricky sometimes, but that's why the significant responsibility portion is there. Absolutely. So congratulations, Carolyn. You will be one of our creature wranglers and in charge of the playground of wonder, but also significant responsibility. Because generally, anytime somebody someone suggests something, we give them ownership of their own idea. Yeah, yeah, because they're they're the ones that brought it. They don't. It's not just a random suggestion. It's it's an ownership thing. That's right. 
So now we have our list of animals and our team of creature wranglers, and you and I are heading out on our quest to round up the creatures. Yeah, we're on our way. Now, um, I expect that's not to take too long. No, I don't think so. Plus, uh, Wolfgang volunteered to join us. Caroline did as well. And she <laughs> she had this quote, which I loved. I'm going to wrestle a gaggle of mischievous sprite fairies and brownies. <laughs> Well, I think there's nothing left to do but to say, so let it be written, so let it be done. Welcome to the new edition. Yeah, for sure. Now, I do want to leave this out, Adam. We also discussed uniforms. Yes, of course. The only logical thing to do was go directly to Phil Rude, our illustrator. And he did a mock-up, which was immediately approved. The drawing wasn't just a uniform. It was also a mascot for the safari that we named Nathaniel Weathersby. (laughs) As long as Nathaniel Weathersby sounds like Nigel Billingsley from Jumanji, I think we're good. And Phil had this advisory regarding the uniforms. He says, I wanted to make a note that while the Safari uniforms are available in the company store, the nets are not. They're available to be checked out of the armory and need to be cleaned and inspected upon return. Okay. That's a really good point. Yeah. So that just just that advisory to everybody. Yeah. Now, these are these, are these cargo uniforms? Because that might not be good for while we're out on safari. You know, we haven't discussed that. I, I don't think so. We, we can reach out to Phil. And I, I guess it's really up to us. If we think it's helpful to to attract friends to join us, then we should. If not, then of course we don't have to. Well, maybe we ought to make them like hidden cargo, where this time the cargo would be like, hey, I'll hold your stuff. You go worry about wrangling mythical creatures. Oh, interesting. Okay, I like that. That's a good spin. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, now, if anyone is listening and would like to be a creature wrangler, go on the quest or both, please call the hotline to explain your qualifications. That number is 321-465-2180. Yeah. Yeah, we need to hear from you. but And we want to. Yeah. I mean, everyone is welcome. We just need to take you through a brief vetting process just to make sure. Mainly, it's for your own safety. Yeah. And remember, this is not as lengthy as the afterlife onboarding process. That's totally different. That's correct. All right, Adam, we have a couple of announcements and advisories. Let's do it. First from the R&D department. This one comes from Dave Champa. He says, I've emerged from my secret lab beneath my cubicle. By the way, that wasn't dug out by spoons underneath my desk. Really don't look for it. Okay. With a new invention that I would like to submit to R&D to make sure that we do not miss International High Five Day I've created my latest invention to abide by social distancing. It's called, and this is brilliant, the Responsibly Distant High Five Stick. Yeah, and it's it's an efficient name too. He says, it will make sure that your friends receive those high fives without putting yourself in danger. (laughs) And he included a picture of his prototype. Basically, it's a long, long stick, almost like a javelin. And on the end of it is... Well, the way he has a picture, it's it's the hamburger helper mascot. This is one of the situations where you literally would touch somebody with a 10-foot pole because it's the high five stick. The way he intends it, as I understand it, is you can either reach out using the pole or you can hurl the pole with the hamburger helper on the end at the person you want to high five. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, what a, what a great invention. And you know what? I mean, we will not be looking for that, uh, that cubicle as long as you get, you know, I mean, this kind of discovery and development is, is encouraged. So how, wherever you created that, go for it, pal. All right, Adam. 
here's another advisory that I'm very excited about. Okay. So we recently kicked off and opened our GBI Performance Park. Of course. And we were looking for just the right event to get things started. And what we came up with was something we're calling Coronapalooza. Coronapalooza. So we brought in five acts that we're going to put on a one-day music festival at the GBAD Performance Park, and I want to play just some brief clips from the five groups that are going to perform. Can't wait, buddy. All right, here's the first one. Hey there, Corona, what's it like in New York City? Heard you got 4,000 cases. Man, that number's pretty shitty. What to do? <laughs> no toilet paper by the loo. Can't make a poo. Hey there, Corona, times are getting pretty hard. Can't believe that just three weeks ago was paying bills with this guitar. Now things are bad. Can't pay my rent, it's pretty sad My landlord's mad Oh, I'm stuck in quarantine Oh, don't want COVID-19 Oh, I'm stuck in quarantine Oh, don't want COVID-19 the salt just seems so bizarre Cause we got planes and trains and cars And that's exactly where you seem to stay We all just made fun of you with love Because we kind of knew you wouldn't really come here anyway Corona, I can promise you that by the time that we get through The world will never ever be the same And you're to blame All right, so that's our first one. That is the Kiffness, and with their original song "Hey There Corona." Yeah, I might need a tissue, buddy. I mean, if you just give me a minute, that was that was so that was so so good. Isn't that terrific? Aren't you looking forward to seeing them perform at Corona Palooza? I can't wait. That was that was so moving. That was wonderful. Yeah, well, wait to hear the others. So here's the right. second one. This is a performer named Shirley Serbin, and here is Shirley. Start at the very beginning A sore throat, a cough in Wuhan <laughs> And in no time at all there were One, two, three And one went on a plane, took it overseas 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 And that's how pandemic scared started, you see Woe is me Woe is me Now we've got COVID-19 Oh, let's see if I can make it easier. Mm. Do not fear, but please stay here. Stay at home now, everyone. We must wash and clean things well. Cars, no long trips, just for fun. Don't let COVID virus spread. Isolate yourself at home. See your friends online instead. That's the healthy way to go. Oh, oh, oh. Do not 
do not fear, but please stay here, stay at home now everyone. We must wash and clean things well, cars no longer such a Don't let COVID virus spread, isolate yourself at home, see your friends online instead. That's the healthy way to do. All right, so that is Shirley Serban. Dude, I love this. <laughs> Look, looking forward to her. This is awesome. This next one is by Persian Knight. Oh, great name. This one's called You've Got COVID-19. Oh, no. It's okay. It's a delightful tune. COVID-19 <laughs> You got COVID-19 When the road looks rough ahead And you're laying there sweating In your hospital bed Just remember what the doctor said Boy, you got COVID-19 Yeah, you've got COVID-19 Okay, so that's Persian Night with You've Got COVID-19, another original work. So good. And the clarinet work in there is just on point. It's terrific. It reminds me of another song I've heard, but I can't put, quite put my finger on it. Yeah, you know what? I mean, yeah, hey, there's nothing new under the sun, am I right? Yeah, that's true. So this next one is by a performer named Daniel Menarazzo. Perfect. Now when a virus comes along that's spreading like a plague And POTUS and his lackeys have been nothing if not vague Well then you've got to trust the CDC and listen well Unless you want to bid our free society farewell There is a super bad transmittable contagious awful virus and if we don't act quick and social distance it will mire us in a stretch of quarantine that lasts until july a super bad transmittable contagious awful virus and if you got a better cough in your arm and if you got a better cough in your arm now back in 1918 influenza had its run but half their docs were busy overseas with world war one today we have mass media and scientists to say if you don't want this virus well then stay six feet away super damn important Okay, and that is Daniel Matarazzo. God, so good. So good. And I've saved my favorite for last. Here is Brent McCullough with Stain Inside. Look the other way You can try to understand 
So there you go, Adam. Dude, what a great concert. Yeah, that's going to be our lineup for Coronapalooza. Dude, I love Coronapalooza. I think it was awesome. I laughed. I cried. You know, I can't wait for more. Adam, why don't we take a quick break and hear from one of our new promotional partners? Yeah, perfect. More Platinum Level content right after this. This week's episode is brought to you by Basket O'Sharks, the only gift you'll ever need. Last minute Valentine's gift? Basket O'Sharks. Forgot your significant other's birthday? Basket of Sharks! Know someone who loves sharks and hand-woven baskets? Basket of Sharks! Then you need Basket of Sharks. Each basket is a custom bouquet of prehistoric death fish, handpicked by MacGuffin Industries certified master sharkologists. They've got all your favorites, hammerheads, great whites, tiger and bull sharks... I got Justine a dozen red hammerheads the other day, and let me just tell you, ladies and gentlemen, she loved them. I, too, now have a peg leg like all the sea wenches that got into a fight on the wrong side of the Atlantic. It's everything I've ever wanted and more from a literal basket of sharks. Go to www.basketofsharks.com and use the discount code WEIRDSHARK to get your choice of one free shark with the purchase of four hammerheads. Extra teeth-shaped decals now 10% off. Wow, I bet Saul's going to be thrilled about Basket of Sharks. Oh, wow, I didn't even think about Saul. He loves sharks. Dude, I mean, okay, Saul, happy birthday, Basket of Sharks. <laughs> you know, and we could even throw in a copy of the uh, latest Ailstorm CD. Oh, yeah, for sure. We love pirate metal. Now, I'll say this, Adam. Because we are heading into what I refer to as kind of the murderer's row of gift-giving occasions. That's true. In my household, you've got May, which is Mother's Day, June, which is Chelsea's birthday, and then July, which is our anniversary. And I feel like one basket of sharks knocks them all out. Yeah, because at that point, you're, you're not going to be like, well, you know, what am I going to get for this occasion? It's like, well, I just got a basket of sharks. Yeah, so. I just got a basket of sharks, so I couldn't possibly ask for anything else. Yeah, Basket of Sharks is going to be what really does it. That's right. Well, for more information about Basket of Sharks, feel free to check out Weird With You. It's another terrific podcast from the Podfix Network. It can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts. Podcasts. Yeah. (laughs) Adam, don't you think this is the perfect time for us to head across the Great Lawn over to the intern library? Oh, dude. (laughs) How can we not? Well... What you'll discover when, we, when you get there is our book of the week, which was brought to us by Dave Champa. It is a New York bestseller, and it's titled, Five Very Good Reasons to Punch a Dolphin in the Mouth <laughs> and Other Useful Guides. <laughs> this sounds like a very useful handy-dandy guide. You're going to be glad to know that it's not just a book. It also has a pull-out poster inside. Oh, cool. That's pretty awesome. This week's journey over to the library, Adam, also includes a food book of the week from Tiff. Ooh, gotta love these. This is another title in our cooking section from our celebrity cookbook collection. This one's called Liberace Cooks. Hundreds of delicious recipes for you from his seven dining rooms as told by Jeannie Messick. <laughs> That's perfect. We also have a bookmobile exclusive from Luke. It's called Be More Lando. How to get what you want and look good doing it. <laughs> that's awesome 
And as always, look out for Luke in the bookmobile. It should be coming through your neighborhood very soon. And very quickly. Adam, how about some polls? Wait, you mean Paul's? <laughs> Thank you. Adam, how about some Paul's? <laughs> I can't wait. Let's do some Paul's. Well, we are making our way, Adam, through stage two of the all-time favorite song, Mega Tournament. This is a huge tournament. Huge. This stage includes songs from the late 70s all the way to the early 90s. This will actually wrap up in a couple of weeks. And on May 31st, we will release our second episode where we discuss the winners. Can't wait, bro. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Now, if you remember, the last episode featured Paul Chomo and Phil Rude. They will return for episode two. Okay, perfect. So this next poll, Adam, is from me. And I wanted everybody's opinion on whether or not they preferred Frozen or Frozen 2. Yeah, Frozen, for sure. Okay, so that was your vote. You voted for the original Frozen. Yeah. I am happy to announce, Adam, that you were on the majority side. Yes, which means a win has occurred, my, my dude. 62% of people agree with you that Frozen 1 was the better Frozen. That's a confident majority. Now, I didn't really like the original Frozen that much. I preferred Frozen 2, and 38% agreed with me. Mm. Well, I think Frozen was more epic, period. Well, I don't know. I will agree with, with Keith that there is way too much music in Frozen 2, but I kind of like the music that is in there, even though there's too much of it. Yeah, I get that. It's unfortunate you're on the minority side. <laughs> I will hold my position proudly. <laughs> Our next and last poll, Adam, is from Elimination Paul. <laughs> Let me say that again. Our next poll, Adam, is from <laughs> Elimination Paul. He wanted to poll everyone regarding conspiracy theories. Mm. And his question basically was, which one of these do you actually believe? And there ended up being 19 to choose from. And here are the top 10 conspiracy theories that the GBI members actually believe in. It's interesting. Super. <laughs> so number 10, Carol Baskins killed her husband. <laughs> Carol Baskin <laughs> killed her husband. Whacked him. Number nine is the world is round. Number eight is Bigfoot. Number seven is fishing is not a sport. <laughs> number six is most professional sports are rigged to some degree especially basketball and boxing what number five is new coke was invented to increase the demand for the original number four is the government is hiding aliens from us number three is lee harvey oswald did not act alone number two is the lack of beards in gravity beard and the number one the the conspiracy theory that they believe in they got the most votes Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> I feel like that's less of a conspiracy and more of a fact. <laughs> <laughs> See? I would say that there, <laughs> there, there's some on there that... I mean, can you imagine how much money you'd have to throw around to like throw sports these days? It would be a colossal amount of money. Yeah, that's true. All right, Adam, you know what that sounder means? Yes, I do. Yes, I do, friend. <laughs> One of my favorite new segments. <laughs> that, of course, is the Ed Asner Death Clock update theme song. And I'm prepared to give the update, but I'd like to stay with tradition and briefly hand things over to you. 
Oh, well, you mean you want to know about a new a, uh, one of the band members? Adam, I'm not the only one that wants to know about new band members. <laughs> Everyone listening <laughs> to this audio wants to be introduced to another band member. Well, I think we we talked last week about the lead guitarist, whose name is Squisgar Squig Elf. That's correct. Right. So that that's that's I mean like you can't have a, a, a good lead guitarist without a solid rhythm guitarist. Of course. You would find this guy to be the one, the only Toki Wartooth. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for that, Adam. It's my pleasure. And in addition to that, I have some good news. Oh, yeah? Because, as far as I know, Ed Asner is still alive, and there are only 199 days until Tiff can no longer hold me personally responsible for his death. Well, this is great. And I look forward to our next our next countdown because we get to hear about the drummer. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Okay, well, this will allow us to roll into our next segment, which is completely unrelated to our Ed Asner Death Clock update. Unfortunately. And that is the discussion of the next round of candidates for our three-room apartment. Man, we have so many people. So many people. So in our last meeting, Carol Spinney and Diane Carroll joined Robert Forster to round out our 16th apartment. Robert Evans and Rene Aubergenois uh, (laughs) filled out the first two rooms in our 17th apartment. And then I use my special privilege to admit Rudy Bosch, who will complete the 17th apartment. So today, we're going to discuss candidates for our 18th apartment. Yes, Queen. So first, we're going to announce the automatic admissions. So the following candidates will automatically get in because they received enough votes in the Interns' Choice Poll, which is posted monthly in our Facebook group, The Gravity Beard Interns. That's right. So here we go. The first one was nominated by Paul, and that is Hollywood icon Kirk Douglas. He got 26% of the vote. Reports of his death came across basically every possible source. He died at the age of 103. Wow. Yeah, he was a shoe-in. Definitely. Shoe-in. Our next candidate that was admitted automatically came from Tiff and Carrie McGinnis, and that is... Legendary drummer for Canadian rock band Rush, Neil Peart. He got 20% of the vote. His death was reported by Rolling Stone magazine. He died at the age of 67. Legend. Legendary. Well, the list of legends continues because Elimination Paul and Bob Haynes nominated Monty Python co-founder and British comedy icon Terry Jones, who got 19% of the vote. Yeah, this is. We just showed our kids Monty Python two days ago for the first time. The Holy Grail. Yep. How did they respond? They loved it. I'm so glad to hear that. I know. His death was reported by the Hollywood Reporter. He died at the age of 77. Hmm. Our next candidate came from Dave Champa, and that is Danny Aiello, who got 14 percent of the vote. He is the actor best known for parts in Godfather Part Two. Do the Right Thing and Moonstruck. Hollywood Reporter brought the news of his death. He died at the age of 86. Mm. And then myself and the Colonel Jim Weir reported the death of Buck Henry, who got 8% of the vote. Do you know who Buck Henry is? That name sounds familiar. So he co-wrote the screenplay for the movie The Graduate. Oh. He also co-created the TV show Get Smart and was an early SNL favorite. 
from the mid-1970s. The Washington Post and many other outlets reported his death. He died at the age of 89. Oh, sad. Unfortunately, Adam, this next list of candidates did not get enough votes in our intern's choice poll and will only get in if either me or you decide to use our special privileges to admit them. All right. The list of legends is not over. Are you prepared to hear the legends that did not get automatically admitted? Yes. First, nominated by Keith, the former commissioner of the NBA, David Stern, who only got 5% of the vote. Man, he was such a good guy. David Stern spent 30 years as the NBA's longest serving commissioner and is regarded as one of the best commissioners in sports history. And he did not get enough votes to get in. Yeah, that's weird because he's amazing. Yeah, he died at the age of 77. So let me keep going. Uh, I nominated Jim Lair, who got 5% of the vote. He is a longtime PBS anchor, co-founder of the PBS NewsHour, and moderator of more than a dozen presidential debates. Uh, New York Times and others brought the news of his death. He died at 85. I liked him. I did too. Next was nominated by Krista Voss, Marie Fredriksson, who only got 1% of the vote. She co-founded the Swedish pop duo Roxette. Uh, news of her death came from Rolling Stone. She died at the age of 61. Hmm. Also only getting 1% was a candidate nominated by Andrea Blukas, and that is Lee Mendelson. He's a TV producer who changed the face of the holidays when he brought A Charlie Brown Christmas to Television in 1965 and wrote the lyrics to its signature song, Christmas Time is Here. Oh my God, I love that song yes. so much. He got 1%. The New York Times and many other places announced his death. He died at the age of 86. And one more nominated by Keith, and that is Jack Sheldon. Jack Sheldon got no votes. Oh, that's tough. He is a jazz trumpeter, a fixture on the Merv Griffin show, who sang the song Conjunction Junction and I'm Just a Bill. He sang both those songs for Schoolhouse Rock. I'm Just a Bill. That's all right. I'm Just a Bill. (laughs) Yeah. Sitting here on Capitol Hill. Yeah, that guy. He didn't get a single vote. Wow. An entire list of legends. And several were left out. His death was reported by NPR. He died at the age of 88. Oh. I come to you, Adam. Each of us can only use our privilege on one person. This is tough. Would you like to use your special privilege on any of these candidates? Yes. Do you know who you're going to use it on? And I'm torn. But you definitely want to use it, right? Because I do too. Yeah, I, I 100% do. There's two people on this list I want to really give it to. Who are the two people you're considering? Lee Mendelson and David Stern. It's so hard, isn't it? God. If I was completely honest, I, I, would choo- I would choose to admit all of these, but under our new procedure, we can't. I know that we can't. I would allow all of these people to get in. See, I think that my thing with Lee Mendelson and David Stern are is that they were so impactful, you know, like for such a long time. I mean, like, can you ever, ever think of Christmas without Charlie Brown and Christmas Time is Here? No. No, those are literally my favorite Christmas shows. The same. This is is tough, dude. And and, and I have nothing but the utmost respect and admiration for the work that David Stern did in in the NBA. Okay. Choose wisely. Okay, well, I'm going to go with Lee Mendelson because Christmas is bigger than all of us. <laughs> I completely forgot about the Christmas implication in your decision. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to admit Lee Mendelson, right? <laughs> I mean, no one I just, loves I Christmas. Just... No one that I know loves more than Christmas more than you do. 
Dude, I just, I mean, can you imagine, can you think of a time in your life, your entire life, where you did not hear, Christmas time is here. No, no. I love it. I love it. <laughs> is that your final decision? Final final decision. Final answer. Okay. Well, congratulations to Lee Mendelson. You only got 1% oh, yeah. of the vote, but Adam used his special privilege, and you were going to occupy a room in a three-room apartment. Because Lee Mendelson used his special privilege on all of us by giving us Christmas time of year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that means that... So let me just give you the rundown before I announce my decision. Okay. So the 18th apartment is going to be occupied by Kirk Douglas, Neil Peart, and Terry Jones. That is a great lineup. Yes. The 19th apartment will be occupied by Danny Aiello, Buck Henry, and now Lee Mendelson. Your nomination. Yeah, he's in there. By the way, nothing against Buck Henry or Danny Aiello, but I would remove those two guys and probably put in two people that didn't get enough votes. If that was my decision, <laughs> yeah. quite honestly. But it's not. It's, it's not. not. It's not because we've changed the procedure. We've put it in the hands of, of the members, and this is how we're doing it now. So that's our 19th apartment. Kicking off our 20th apartment is the candidate that I'm going to use my special privilege on. Okay. And I would love it to use it on Jim Lair because I have tremendous respect for him as a journalist and what he brought to television news. Yes. And quite honestly, I have very fond memories of Conjunction Junction and I'm just a bill. Yeah, same. I'm not going to use my privilege on either of those or the co-founder of Swedish pop duo Roxette. I'm going to use my special privilege on David Stern. Oh, thank God. Thank God, dude, because... Man, this is so tough, though, because that means Jim Lair is not in there. Isn't that ridiculous? And he is, I mean, presidential debates, hi, God. But David Stern, he's my other choice. He's what I wanted in there. Yeah, he was very influential. Be- because in a way, he influ- influenced both the NBA and the NHL because Gary Bettman used to go to him for advice all the time, who is the commissioner of the NHL, even to this day. Wow. So David Stern for quite a long time, influenced two of the four major sports leagues. Yeah, I mean, dude, they, I, have you ever heard an, an, an ill word towards David Stern? Never. I mean, there's a lot of people that didn't like David Stern, but that doesn't matter. So there you go. Congratulations, David Stern. You are the recipient of the special privilege, and you get to kick off our 20th three-room apartment. Our 20th apartment, Adam. That's so amazing. That Well, that means 60 people have died that we've put into these things. And so many that haven't gotten in. <laughs> the list yeah, is extensive. I know. <laughs> this is absurd. <laughs> All right, Adam. Well, let's finish up our time today with some messages from the hotline. That's what started it all, buddy. God, that is the truth. I always forget that. Grassroots. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> Adam, here's our first message. <laughs> Hello, this is Kelsey Jane. Whoa! Yes. I have uh, an, an amazing thing that I have to share with everybody. Everybody. Bring it. Tori and Saul of the day. Since, you know, there's a shortage of toilet paper and all that jazz because people are cray-cray. And it has changed my life. It has changed everything that happened to the bathroom. You know, straight face. Um... If you don't have a bidet, use Git a bidet. 
If you don't know what a bidet is, Kellen is going to explain to you what a bidet is. What's a bidet, Kellen? It's a butthole. It's a what? It's a butthole thing, every digger. You sprayed up your butt. And does it make your butt better? Yeah. <laughs> She's seven. <laughs> she um made a little note, too, to let us know how the bidet works. So please, I beg of you, humankind, forget all those crazy people that have toilet paper and stuff. Get a bidet. Love you guys. Bye. First of all, I can't tell you how happy I get every time Kelsey Jane calls the hotline. First of all. And she's not wrong. I mean, you have to figure out what your water temperature is. But the bidet is a magical device. Well, first of all, we haven't heard from Kelsey in a long time. We missed you terribly, and it was so nice to hear from you again. Yeah. But also, was it butt cleaning thingamajigger? Yeah. Yeah, butt, th- butt, butt cleaning thingamajigger. That's right. That's a way better name than bidet. 100%. Yeah. And I think that's kind of a silver lining in the whole toilet paper nonsense. Because let's be honest, folks. You and I have talked about this briefly before. There never needed to be a run on toilet paper. The world has plenty of toilet paper. That's correct. But this this movement towards the bidet and a lot of people discovering bidets, I would say, is the silver lining behind the run on toilet paper. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we didn't need to run on most things, but um, but yes, this is a huge... Maybe there should have been a run on bidets. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there was after there was a run on toilet paper. That's right. That's right. You're 100% right. Well, Kelsey, great to hear from you, and thank you for bringing our attention to something so important. Yeah, and I think that I uh, speak for both of us when I say we love you, too. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for calling in. Yeah. Adam, here's our next message. Perfect. Ooh, what is this? Whoa, this is intense. Davis Oh, I know who this is. This is how I talk, and I'm Baxley, Bill's better walk, backs are good. Ride heights, you want to do this with a pinnacle amount of fight, but Batman, why do you hate me? I don't know, maybe it's you, evil things, baby, Joker, Penguin, Two-Face, Scarecrow, it's my city, now you better go, go, go. I know Green Arrow's where I stole that lie, but he turned into the Spectre. So now it's mine, this is for all the tip, crazy chasing tons of tip tricks, won't protect my people no matter what it takes. All the things you don't pay, you just make me sick. Sir, if you say what I think you're thinking, I'm going to hit you with a stick. Man, you're not worth it, your tricks are getting old, I'm gonna Mr. Freeze you out. Like Captain Cold. Batman out. Dunskis. Except to say, I'm back. Man, you better watch your back, cause I'm back. In back. Dunsky's for real. Batman out. Dang, that was some epic junk right there, man. Wow, we have not heard from Batman in a long time, and I would say that he came back with force. In spectacular fashion. I might even say that's a classic Batman move. Classic Batman. Well, there was a time when he was going through therapy. Yeah. I would say he's fully recovered. He is back and in action. Man. Wow. Well, really glad to hear you, Batman. Glad you're in full form. 
That was a message of triumph, Adam. Dude, that's a message of triumph and hope. I mean, an end of epic proportions. That was amazing. I agree. Okay, Adam, we have just one more message. All right. Good evening, Graffiti Beards. Uh-oh. This is Vane, and this is how I talk. But you know that already, because you see, the only gimmick that I need is success. <laughs> how lovely it is to hear your voice, Batman, and to know that you have had a full recovery. And must I say, quite a lovely singing voice, too. But I bet you can't do Rick Astley. (laughs) Oh, challenge. Um, It's so interesting how the cards have fallen. Because you see, Batman, you used to have one day a year, and you still do where people dress up as you. But I look around. Everyone is dressing up like Bane. So, Batman, I will watch my back. But you must watch everyone, for you not know who really is the Bane. Bane Dunskis. Dang, Gauntlet Throne. That didn't take long. Yeah. I think you understand what he's saying, right? Everyone's walking around in masks. You can't tell That's who right. the real Bane is. That's right. It was a COVID Bane. Wow. Man, the... uh the standoff is continuing. Yeah, I mean, this is a feud, dude. I mean, this is not this is not just you know feuds don't just go away overnight. It doesn't take a two hour movie; it takes a lifetime. No, well, I mean, this is a long standing feud, so this is just the end of. Well, I was going to say it's the end of the chapter, but I think it's the beginning of a new chapter. That's right; it's the dawning of a new era. <laughs> the age of Aquarius. <laughs> when the moon is in the southern house, dude. Well, Adam. That's all I have. I think we're going to finish on on the suspense of what's going to happen next in the in the new chapter of the of the feud between Batman and Bane. Well, there's nothing like a classic cliffhanger, you know. Yeah, I agree. Okay, well, without any further ado, no, oh, come on. That concludes this month's staff meeting. How about some brief credits before we go? Let's do it. The content of these meetings is generated almost entirely by our talented team of interns. If you'd like to contribute to the show, we'd love to have you join the team. Just search Gravity Beard Interns on Facebook. It's where we have very serious conversations about the dumbest things ever. Call us on the hotline if you like. That number is 321-465-2180. If you enjoy the show, please tell another human about it. Gravity Beard is a proud member of the Podfix Network. To find other great shows consistently creating platinum-level content, go right now to podfixnetwork.com or search at Podfix on Twitter. You can also listen to us on Radio Haver. All the details are in the show notes. Music on the show is by Silent Partner. You can find them on the YouTube audio library. Promotional consideration in this episode comes from Justine and Santiago and the talented team at Weird With You. For my dear friend and co-host, Lord Saunders, I'm your co-host, Toph. This meeting is adjourned. Keep living that quarantine dream, baby. Gravity Beard is a proud member of... The Podfix Network. I agree. Krakens are great.